nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Live from London, this is The Late Show with Genevieve Bent on Teachers Talk Radio. Good evening, it's 7.30pm, welcome to The Late Show with me, Genevieve Bent, and I'm here with you until 9pm this evening. Coming up, we'll be discussing the new Oxford Smart Curriculum with special guests Prem Hirani and Gillian Musgrave. It's Friday evening, this is Teachers Talk Radio, and we are live. Live from London. This is The Late Show with Genevieve Bent on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live on the Podbean app or desktop player. Just head over to www.podbean.com slash lsw slash ttradio or search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag ttradio. Good evening, everybody. You heard him. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. How are you? It's Friday night. It's your host, Genevieve Bent, and I'm here for the late show, the Friday late show. How have you been? Before we get into all of that, of course, I need to remind you to connect with us. That is Teachers Talk Radio. Connect with all of us here at Teachers Talk Radio by connecting on social media, Twitter, Instagram, at TT Radio 2022. You can follow the hashtag TT Radio, of course, and you can connect with me personally at Vive Right. It's really great to be back. I was, well, I wasn't, I was on the airwaves, but I was sort of, it was sort of a different show on Spaces on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, but it's been a while since I've been on um connecting with you via the airwaves of Podbean and Teachers Talk Radio. Um, So it's lovely to be back here. Of course, if you want to connect with us and you want to um, share your thoughts, please do drop in a hello, in text in a hello to the live studio. Um, Call in if you fancy it and um, tweet us, of course. Yeah, connect with us as much as possible. And if you do call in, you will be able to win a mug. So later on in the show, when we're doing some um, discussions, especially with my special guests, and you have some thoughts that you'd like to share, please do call in. Um, I am here until 9 p.m. this evening. But I guess back to you, how are you doing? Um, I mean, it's Friday night, so hopefully you're getting ready um, to enjoy your weekend. You're winding down now um, for a couple of days before you go back at it next Monday. And like I said um, in my intro, I am discussing something very, very exciting today. That's the Oxford Smart Curriculum um, with you know, with special guests Prem and Gillian in what has been a trilogy of smart shows. Now, I'm really proud of that joke because for anyone who has listened to some of the shows before, um, we are talking about smart curriculum, the Oxford smart curriculum. So I've said trilogy of smart shows because I think it's a little bit of a play on words there. Um, it might not amuse you, but it certainly amuses me. I love it. I think I, I think it was genius, quite frankly. Um, so Prem has texted into the live studio. Prem, lovely to have you with us. Uh, looking forward to speaking to you this evening. Please do call in and join the live studio when you are ready. Um, and we'll get talking in, in, in a little while. 
Um, but listeners, if you are locked in, please do text in the live studio. Let me know where you're listening from. Um, let me know how you are getting on this fine, sunny evening. Hopefully it's sunny near you. It's certainly sunny near me. Um, and actually a little bit nicer than it has been this week. It's been very up and down, very choppy. Um, I don't know if any of, any of you have, have experienced that already. But yeah, so it's summer term, we've got three weeks to go, three and a half weeks to go, maybe a little bit less. Um, and I can't speak for anybody else, but it's certainly been a very, very busy week. I did tweet earlier in the week um, that I literally do not know how anyone has ever um, uh, sort of highlighted this this term as winding down, like maybe maybe years ago, but certainly not certainly not now. Summer term is busy as anything. L- literally, my feet feel like they cannot touch the floor, and I think that's what I said in my tweet. It has been crazy. Um, so I want to know what does your wind up wind down look like and I say wind up wind down because it's technically referred to as a wind down period as we move to the summer holidays but actually I feel like I've been wound up and it's going to take a little while for me to wind down so what does your wind up wind down look like text into the live studio and if you want to join the conversation if you are just joining the live studio please do let text in let me know where you're listening from it would be great to connect with you and see where our listeners are tonight And hopefully you are somewhere relaxing with a glass of juice, a glass of wine, a glass of um, cola, whatever it is that you like to drink. I personally uh, like a bit of non-alcoholic wine. Yeah, I know. Um, So after the show, I'll probably be popping a bowl of that and just relaxing a little bit for the weekend before Monday starts again. Um, It was my prom this week, so I'm a little bit tired little bit is an understatement. I'm very tired from the show, from the show. See, I've got the show on my mind, listeners, um, from the prom this week. It was, it was so good. It was so, so good. And sometimes when you go to these things, you forget that actually it's not your prom. <laughs> it's not my event. It's the students event. Um, but it was, it was amazing. The kids had such a great time. Um, and yeah, it was just lovely to spend some more time with them before they finished before they, I mean, they have finished, but before they headed off for the summer. And yeah, they the feedback was amazing. The kids had an amazing time. They looked a million pounds. I was going to say a million dollars, and I remembered I'm not American, so I'm going to say a million pounds and keep it real. Um, they just looked amazing. Yeah, it was really, really great to be a part of. Um, Sam has texted into the live studio. Sam is one of the OUP, the Oxford University press team. Hello, Sam. Thank you for texting in. Um, she has said, hi, Genevieve. Really looking forward to the show. Joining from Oxford. Um, hello, Sam. Lovely to have you back um, listening. Always lovely to connect with you, of course. Um, Sam, I feel like we've become Twitter friends now, definitely. Um, so, yeah, it's lovely to have you with us. And I can see that people are joining the live studio. If you are listening, please do text in and let us know where you're connecting from. Of course, you can follow the hashtag TT Radio and you can connect with us at TT Radio 2022. So I've done my usual, you know, just a little bit of chit chat, catching up, see how everyone is getting on. Hopefully you're having a lovely evening, enjoying a bit of the sun. But of course, today's show is a very special show. I've come back and I don't know if anyone had caught on to my little joke. Probably not. Those of you who have just joined the live studio. 
I did say it's a trilogy of smart shows. Get it? Um, it's the third show in which I am discussing the very exciting Oxford Smart Curriculum. Now, for anyone who isn't familiar with that, the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service, it provides secondary schools with an evidence-based curriculum at Key Stage 3 and Key Stage 4. And it connects schools with resources and assessments, next steps and CPD. So it's literally connecting you with um, everything that you could imagine to be to have and deliver a, a, an amazing curriculum. Um, and it's powered by Oxford Smart, of course, and Caboodle, Oxford Smart Caboodle, rather. Um, so for those of you who are um, experienced teachers, you would have come across Oxford, you would have come across Caboodle by OUP previously and know how amazing those resources are anyway. But of course, the Oxford Smart Curriculum takes that even further. Now, I did say it's a trilogy. So it's the third show that I've done discussing Oxford Smart. And it's all to do with, <clears throat> all to do with, um, you know, the whole service, what that means. So the first show was with Amy Hewish, who is the head of STEM education at Oxford Smart. Then the second show that I did, and you can listen to that first show on Podbean. If you go onto the website ttradio.org, of course, you can listen back to any of the amazing shows by all of my colleagues and co-hosts. And then the second show that I did a couple of weeks ago, that was with Andy Chandler-Grevet, uh, who is a Smart Activate author, and Lamorna Newcomb, who, was the, his, who is an OUP publisher. And we did that on Twitter Spaces, and that was a really, really great show. Really enjoyed that. Enjoyed both of them, of course. They were equally um, sort of enjoyable and, and informative. And hopefully anyone who has listened to either of those shows has also um, found them just as enjoyable and just as um, informative as me. And I am a previous head of science. So everything that I've discussed, everything that we've discussed um, on those shows has been really um, eye-opening and mind-opening as to, you know, the future of curriculum, what that looks like. And really, really actually... Um, an exciting time, an innovative time to be thinking about curriculum, especially as we move into the new academic year. Um, so, yeah, those have been two shows that I've done so far. And of course, I've got special shows, uh, another special show rather happening tonight. Um, Elaine has texted in um, from Sunny Melton. I see I've always said this wrong. Melton Mowbray. Um, please correct me. Is it Mowbray, Mowbray? I just know it's like the pie, right? The pork pies. Um, and she has said, hi, Genevieve, Prem and Sam. It's Elaine listening from sunny Melton, Mowbray. Um, apologies if I said that wrong again. Um, hello. Thank you for joining us, Elaine. Um, absolute pleasure to have you in the live studio. Please do share the show for anyone who is listening. Share it with your colleagues, share it with your friends. Um, and let's get a buzz going. Let's get our buzz um amplified rather because we've already got a buzz I'd say let's get the buzz amplified about hashtag Oxford smart curriculum and if you are on Twitter you are on social media you please do use the hashtag hashtag Oxford smart and that will, and if you click on that that will take you to a, a number of tweets about the smart curriculum really exciting um, so I believe I have Prem and Gillian in the live studio. Now, Prem Hirani, I'll start with Prem. She is a customer relationship manager at the OUP. And anyone who has connected with OUP secondary team on um, social media, on Twitter, 
um, we'll probably see Prem, Prem's tweets floating about. She is very active on Twitter, which I love. Person after my own heart. Um, you know, I love Twitter. <laughs> um, the boss, Tom, has texted in saying Prem is great. Prem is great. Prem, I, I'm going to keep saying your name, clearly. Um, it's lovely to, to connect with you and just you know, continue that conversation. It's, it's, um, and, you know, get that buzz going and she will tweet and retweet and, and just really, you know, boost the excitement as it were. Um, and I met Prem for the first time at the Teach Meet Science Icons hosted by actually the boss, Tom Rogers, who is in the live studio tonight, um, up in Manchester. I think it was in February now. So it was lovely to meet her, <laughs> meet Prem in person. She's texted in saying, you are bigging me up too much. I mean, is it too much, Prem, or is it just not enough? Or is it just the right amount? Like, who can say? Um, (laughs) And then we have got Gillian Musgrave, who is a key stage three science coordinator, an amazing science teacher um, at a college in Twickenham. And she is a member of one of the pioneer schools. So she has been working closely with Prem and the OUP team and is here to talk about the smart curriculum with us. Um, so Prem, are you in the live studio? Can you hear us? Are you there? I am here, Genevieve. Hello, how are you? I'm good, yourself? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Um, it's lovely to have you in the live studio tonight. Thank you for having us. Of course. Um, Really excited to talk about the SMART curriculum again um, and, you know, to get another aspect on it and really get to know a little bit more about what the, who the Pioneer Schools were and, and what that programme involved. So thank you for joining me on this Friday evening. Absolutely looking forward to it. Um, and Gillian, are you there and are you in? Can you hear us? Hi there. Can you guys hear me? Absolutely, can he? Thank you for joining me this evening, Gillian. I know it's a Friday evening. I know you're just as tired as I am. Yeah, no problem at all. No, I'm so I'm I'm just excited about this. Yes, I I mean it's it's really exciting because hopefully you heard. You know, I have done um, a couple of of Oxford Smart Show. So, but really looking forward to hearing more about how that has, um, you know, impacted a school and teachers, etc. No, that sounds, that sounds awesome. So um, let's get into it. It is quarter to eight. I think let's get our conversation started. Um, and again, if you're in the live studio, please do share the show. Please do connect with us. Follow, um, at TT Radio 2022, where you can see the connected tweets. And of course, you can connect with any of us um, on the show tonight. But Prem, I'm going to come to you first. Go for it. So for the listeners, and of course, anyone who is listening back, um, can you explain what the OUP Pioneer School programme is? What does it involve? And why has it been so important for Oxford Smart Activate? Absolutely. Um, So the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service um, was in fruition in its early stages. And we wanted it to be tried and tested in a real school environment so we could really ensure that what was created could be developed and be implemented successfully within schools and have an impact on teachers and students. Mm. So we recruited 29 schools nationally to trial the programme. And we were looking for schools from different regions with students from a variety of backgrounds and um, teachers who really believed in the concept of the pillars 
and wanted to implement these principles within a classroom. Um, and we successfully recruited a fantastic set of schools that have really helped us develop this curriculum mm. and helped us make adaptations uh, to it too. Um, I think personally, it's been really important for Smart Activate to have these schools on board um, because the science departments we have worked with have really helped us, like I've mentioned, to make adaptations. And they were there when we needed feedback um, mm. and they consistently gave us feedback through the trial um, on what was working well, what we needed to adapt. And actually anything, when they actually used the curriculum within the classroom, anything that they felt that was missing or there was a gap that um, allowed the students to access the curriculum, mm. especially with COVID, I think that was a big thing. A lot of the students, um, when they had come from primary school, the focus really was on maths and literacy. And science, science sort of took a backseater. So when students started year seven, they some of them didn't really have any exposure to science at all. So it was building that background, getting students to understand what science is, how it fits in with the real world, and what you know, why do we learn science? Mm. Um, and I think this this is where the science pioneer schools, in in terms of giving us the feedback, helped us make those adaptations to allow students to, you know, access the curriculum. And um, I think the great thing as well, I think personally, was visiting those schools and observing Smart Activate lessons, because I could really actually um, face to face see the impact that it was having on students within the classroom yeah. and how their love for learning of science was growing as the year progressed. I think uh, I'm just going to rewind. I mean, you've said lots of interesting stuff there. I'm going to rewind a tiny bit just for anyone who isn't familiar with what those six pillars are. Because I know you met it, earlier in your answer, you talked about um, the six pillars. Now, for yeah. listeners, you can find out a little bit more about the Oxford Smart Curriculum if you listen back to the show with Amy Hewish. But Prem mentioned six pillars, and those are, I guess, the pillars that underpin the curriculum, right? That's right, yes. Yeah. Um, um, Go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go. If you, do you want me to say what the pillars are? Absolutely, Prem. Share it with us. Okay. So the six pillars of SMART are the first one is coherence. Then you've got high expectations, metacognitive learning, responsive yeah. teaching and um, learning, uh, all and wonder, and learner identity. Yeah. And then you talked about the all and wonder aspect and, you know, students not, students come into secondary with all these different experiences and it's really interesting that you say that actually because coincidentally it was my year six induction day today and one of the first questions I ask is about how much science or how often they they look at science in secondary schools and we had a few who had studied it regularly and then we had um, a few who had not done any science at all that they could recall I mean give or take, you know, a student, a year six student's response. But generally the, the difference was so vast. So the fact that you've, you know, you've mentioned that in terms of how the SMART curriculum plays into that is, is really key. Yeah, definitely. I, I think in terms of speaking to the pioneers as we visited them, the biggest thing they flagged up is that mm. all on wonder element. Mm. For students as well as teachers, I think teachers feel excited um about this new approach using the six pillars within the curriculum is something new they've tried to do it in the past yeah um and, and they've seen that teachers are really engaged with it as well as the students yeah yeah 
And um, so I'm going to go to Gillian. Now, you obviously are one of those pioneer schools that Prem has talked about. Um, what inspired you to become a pioneer school and trial the whole Oxford Smart Activate and the Smart Curriculum um, for Key Stage 3 Science? Hi there. So, um, main reason was exactly what Prem was just talking about. I got hooked. Yeah, so sort of the emails came out about the fact that they were introducing this this new smart curriculum mm. and the moment they started talking about those six pillars that was it yeah, yeah. particularly for me it was um the the metacognitive learning um and school my school also happens to have huge research areas into the whole metacognitive and uh, cognitive to learning yeah. um and what i've noticed particularly in the last few years is there are so many resources for students out there mm. and often they just don't know where to start. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. what they tend to do is um, they pick the wrong technique, the one that doesn't suit their particular style of um, learning, you know, and they work so hard, but don't necessarily get the grades that they deserve mm. because they're not necessarily learning in the way that they need to to learn to suit them themselves so having those resources already you know available to help me explicitly teach them the right strategies for them was just huge and to be able to introduce that thought process in year seven i mean how could i literally say no of course it was, <laughs> it was so just it was so simple um and then another one that kind of caught me was science you know it's sort of it um how do i explain this we tend to teach or a lot of the science that we teach and the resources that we use they're all based in the past mm. and i really wanted to be involved in a curriculum that shows how those past discoveries lead to today so sort of things i was thinking about were stuff like you know how did we go from robert hook's microscope to the electron microscope mm. how did we take what we learned from semmelweis from pastor from lister through to jenner through to what they've just experienced in the last couple of years with that incredible development of um covid the the vaccines for the the covid pandemic and how quickly those vaccines were um, developed. So basically to be able to take science out of the old into the new with all of the, the links and also to be able to show the, the, the links between biology, chemistry and physics. Because yeah. I also think that a lot of students, maybe you find the same yourself, but that a lot of students don't see them as being science. They see them as three separate disciplines Mm. And they kind of don't um, they 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 don't understand that learning in one is the same learning for another. So it was just yeah, I was just pulled in very quickly. And yeah, I love it. I mean, I completely understand why you were drawn <laughs> in. Um, I mean, the pillars speak for itself, but I love how you've sort of explained, you know, where the, the links between, you know, modern and um historical science have sort of crossed and um, I love that this whole va the vaccine now I obviously haven't you know you're part of the pioneer school so you're you're privy to everything that they're offering but that sounds really interesting just by itself 
Oh, it's just brilliant. Yeah. It's sorry, I've interrupted you. No. But it's 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 just seeing their little faces and them suddenly realizing, oh my gosh, this is my life. Yeah, yeah. I've I've heard about this on the TV. I'm seeing it on the news. I'm listening to people talking about it. But to actually be able to help them actually understand what it what it is, yeah. Activate rocks, smart rocks. Yeah. <laughs> now I feel like we could end the show there, and people would be um, people would be intrigued um, as to they'd probably just click straight onto that website. But let's talk a little bit more. So um, now you're key stage three coordinator. Um, yes. Now who have I assume you've been trialing this with key stage three, but um, who specifically were you trialing this with, and and were the students actually aware that they were part of a trial? Yes, completely. So we had one year seven class that I co-teach with um, one of my colleagues, Brendan, and the, they were hysterical. Once they found out that they were part of this trial, they were just so proud. Mm. I've never seen little people just go, yes, this is all about <laughs> us. Yeah. And um, they loved it. And just, you know, the fact that they had their own special caboodle login and mm. it was their own special thing. Yeah, they were they were just so happy to be part of this part of this trial i mean i i can imagine that kids love when they are part of mm. something exclusive <laughs> um yeah, yeah. and yeah they they feel special don't they totally totally there was just their little faces it was just like you know even being told things like um with the some of the resources that they they've changed up um you have sort of these these uh homework um um online interactive learnings mm. and to know that they were they were the ones that were trialing these and did they work and they just wanted to give feedback and yeah I loved this and and all of that kind of stuff it was brilliant I can imagine oh. um now we've got someone who texted into the live studio who said it's so important to have that teacher and student voice xpmp um hope i'm sure you've got a name please do text and let us know who you are um but yeah really important would you agree Gillian? i think we all would wouldn't we absolutely yeah yeah you know the the if they're not involved then you're not learning from them yeah exactly yeah um now it is coming up to eight o'clock, so I'm going to do a short ad break and the news, but Gillian will be back right after this, and I'm going to continue to find out more about this trial. No problem. See you soon. See you soon. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.withaslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development 
every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. Stevewoods.co.uk for educational support in IT and computer science. Coming up, I'm delivering a number of courses. Learn to program in Python is a free one-hour course designed to start you on your way into Python coding. Everything works in a browser, so there's nothing to install beforehand. Join me remotely to learn the basics on Wednesday the 8th of June, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Visit stevewoods.co.uk to start your journey. Are you a state school teacher in England? Why not be a hero this half-term and join me for two days and receive up to 1,360 pounds in bursary terms and conditions apply find out more at stevewoods.co.uk here at Witherslack Group, we are celebrating the launch of our new Luxborough Court School in Chickwell, Essex, with a very special one-day autism conference titled Enabling Inspirational Education. Taking place on Wednesday the 29th of June from 10am at Luxborough Court School, our event is dedicated to providing practical advice to education professionals working with neurodiverse children and young people. The event is free to attend and presentations on the day will focus on creating cultures of aspiration and excellence, supporting the emotional well-being of pupils, autism-friendly classrooms and managing challenging behaviour. So, whether you're looking to add to your extensive understanding or are new to SEN and wanting to build your knowledge, our conference will offer an amazing opportunity to engage with experts and network with colleagues from across the sector. Don't miss your chance to claim your free ticket and we hope you can join us for what's sure to be a fantastic day. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash events to register or contact events at withaslackgroup.co.uk for more information. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. In England, the Education Secretary, Nadim Sahawi, has written about his determination that all pupils should get a world-leading music education in her schools. He said, Music is one of the greatest joys in life. Whether you prefer to listen through your headphones to help you concentrate in the gym, or you spend your weekends discovering hidden gems at loud underground gigs, music has a transformative ability to bring people together. This country has a rich musical culture. Paul McCartney is headlining Glastonbury this weekend and the Rolling Stones are playing Hyde Park, 60 years after their first gig. These icons continue to thrill us all and the Glastonbury lineup is full of incredible young British talent. I am, I am determined to uphold that by investing in music education for the next generation. It is vital that all children have access to these opportunities to ensure that music education is not reserved for the privileged few. To enable this, I am continuing our Music Hubs programme worth £79 million per year, so schools can continue to access local specialist support to deliver exciting music lessons that help all children develop a love of music. There is an additional £25 million 
to boost stocks of musical instruments. It has been widely reported that Prince Charles has called for the history of trafficking by slave traders of African people to be taught as widely as the Holocaust in Britain. The Prince of Wales told Commonwealth leaders that the potential of the family of nations for good cannot be realised until we acknowledge the wrongs which have shaped our past. Prince Charles described how he was on a personal journey of discovery and was continuing to deepen his own understanding of slavery's enduring impact. A royal source told the Sunday Telegraph that Charles had noted that at a national level, we know and learn at school all about the Holocaust. That is not true of the transatlantic slave trade. The source continued, adding, there's an acknowledgement that it needs to happen. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. Live from London, this is The Late Show with Genevieve Bent on Teachers Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome back to the Friday Late Show with me, your host, Genevieve Bent. Um, thank you for anyone who's joined the live studio. Gabriella has texted in saying, good evening, Teachers Talk Radio and Genevieve. Hi, Gabriella. She's Gabriella and from London. Um, and Heather has texted in saying she's listening from the glorious Peak District. I bet it is glorious. And I bet it's as sunny as it is down here in South London. Um, she said, I'm loving hearing how much Gillian's students are enjoying the smart experience. Love it. Me too. I mean, it's all new for me and I'm really enjoying it myself. And for anyone who joined us during the ad break or during the news, you probably won't be aware or maybe you will be, I don't know, um, that we are talking about the Oxford Smart Curriculum this evening. And I am joined by Prem Hirani, the Relationship Manager OUP, and Gillian Musgrave, who is a Key Stage 3 Science Coordinator and a member of the Pioneer School Programme. So just before the ad break in the news, I started, I was talking to Gillian about um, taking part in that trial, what that trial has been like. But of course, just like Heather said, I'm really enjoying listening to how much her students are enjoying that experience. And Gillian, I'm back to with a few more questions. Hi. Hi. Um, so just a little bit closer to the mic for me. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me okay? Bit closer. Ooh. Any better? Yeah, I think so. Listeners, can we hear... Gillian, okay? I can hear you okay. Just making sure that listeners can as well. Um, ah, okay, a bit closer to the mic. I'm not sure how, it's a little bit different from when we stopped speaking the first time. Oh. Any better? No, you sound quite far away. I have no idea what happens. Hang on, if I take out um, headphones. Oops. So if you take them out and put them back in, it should be okay. I can no, hear you. It's yeah, quite get, faint still. Yeah. It is quite quiet. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. 
it happened. Any better this time? I think it's still just a little bit faint. It is really quiet. Listeners have said it's quite quiet. Yeah, it's it's quite like you're in the distance. Gillian, I tell you what, do you want to disconnect and call back in? Okay. We'll that might be a bit better. Okay, give me two seconds. No probs. So, Prem. Yeah. Hi. I, I was going to say that this is like the new norm, right? Um, it is the new norm. As soon as, soon as you get on a call, um, can you see me? Is my camera working? <laughs> Am I on mute? <laughs> yeah. Or my favourite one. Let me just share my screen and then it's just like dead silence for ages. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the awkward silence, right? We need to have some music playing in the background <laughs> while you share our screen. Yes. Um, maybe that should be the new norm but I guess everyone's being asked to go back to work anyway aren't they yeah um, <laughs> um, someone has texted in saying the perils of live broadcasting just check your earpods aren't lying around they sometimes pick up the connection that is a really good tip um, yeah. and that is from Heather um, so Prem shall we continue yeah. talking yeah go for it so I want to know, um, we'll wait for Gillian to come back, but I would like to know how, what have been some of your highlights while working with these different pioneer schools? Gosh, there's been so many. I think um, one of the biggest highlights have been developing relationships with these schools. Mm. Um, and also, I know during the COVID pandemic, obviously, we weren't allowed to go into schools. Um, as we started the trial, it slowly opened. And I think actually going into the schools, visiting them mm. um, and seeing teachers in action, teaching the curriculum and understanding the pressures they were facing as well in the classroom yeah. um, and how we could actually help to address them was, was one of the key highlights for sure. Mm. Um, and also um, speaking to the students, I absolutely, one of the main reasons I do my job is, is the fact that we can influence how, you know, through developing our resources, how students react towards us uh, or respond to a specific subject and when I was visiting the schools I was actually collecting audios from them on the experience of science you know what did they think a science was about in year six what is their experience about it now now they've tried it so I think um, as the journeys progressed um, the relationship has really strengthened I think even going forward to next year some of our pioneers are carrying on with us um, it's it's become like a little uh, knit, knit of a family, I would say, mm. um, because we're all working on something that we all passionately uh, believe in and developing the curriculum together. So I, I really like the fact that we've created an environment where we can share and feedback in a collaborative way. Yeah. Yeah. And I can imagine... You know, I'm sure you know you've been work been working at the OUP for a while. I can imagine that your particular role doesn't allow you to always get in and see students, or hasn't in the past. But I guess this is new, is it? Well, initially when I started at Oxford Press, I was a science uh, STEM consultant, so I used to go ah. in and ah, um, amazing. Visit. Yeah, so I used to visit schools. We had a territory to look after, so I built up relationships with heads of maths, heads of science. Mm. But this is given it. Uh, I guess this is the flip side of my role where we're actually developing resources and curriculum. And I think for a long, for, for, for quite a while, if I can remember, I've been with OUP for seven years. It, it's the first time we've actually trialed 
with mm. a set of schools and got their feedback and adapted and developed a curriculum with them. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's probably a different spectrum, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, a consultant role is always something that I feel like, you know, I've, I'll move towards eventually. Um, but yeah, I can, uh, I can imagine it's a sort of a different angle from things, getting, that, getting to actually see those students benefiting and the, the impact of that smart curriculum. Yeah, because as such, in a consultant role, we were um, uh, a consultant who's selling the resources into the school. We mm. don't actually get to observe how they're used in the classroom and how the mm. teacher's using them as such. But uh, with this role, definitely, it's given me that new perspective. Mm. And I, I mean, I've got I've got more questions for Gillian when when she returns. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm not sure where Gillian. Gillian, are you in the live studio? Jillian? Oh, yeah, she's come back, I think. I think that's her. Yeah. Jillian, can you hear us or hear me? Jillian, hmm. text into the live studio so I know that you can actually hear me if possible. We can't hear you at the moment, I'm afraid. She says she's calling in, but not answering. Hold on, let's have a look. Oh, hi, hi I'm here. Hi, I'm here. We can't hear you yet, Gillian, though. So for anyone who is joining the live studio, we are talking about the Oxford Smart Curriculum. This is a really special show. We've got a special sponsored show by the OUP where um, this is the third in a row. Um, show, is it quite a third in a row? Possibly not. But it's certainly the third show that, we, that I've done looking at the Oxford Smart Curriculum, which is a service that is offering Key Stage 3 and Key Stage 4 Um packages I, I say packages rather than just resources because it is pretty much everything that you'd want as a science teacher as a teacher and um, not just science today we're talking about science obviously my favorite subject but certainly um for secondary schools trialing the smart curriculum it is not just science english maths and so on um and like I said, it's not just resources, it's feedback, it's assessment, it's um, CPD and, and a number of other things um, this smart curriculum service offers. And we, I'm currently speaking with Prem and Gillian, who is um, in the live studio, I think is having a little bit of technical difficulties, but it's not going to let that stop her. And hopefully we'll be hearing from her soon. Um, so Prem, you know, yeah. I, I spoke about... I spoke with Andy and Lamorna a couple of weeks ago and, we, you know, Andy was the author of Activate. How closely have you worked with the team responsible for creating those resources? Um, in terms of the science publishing team? Mm. Um, really closely. So really, I've been like the middle person between the pioneers and the actual publishing team. And when we were actually getting feedback from the pioneers through focus groups, it was the science publishing team that were actually running them. So the teachers were directly dealing with the science publishing team who have developed mm. the resources. Um, so it was going direct to the creator uh, as such um, in that process. And I know that you've been out and about sort of promoting um, 
promoting the smart curriculum and, and, and other resources, of course, at the OUP. But I know that you were out recently um, this week, was it, doing maths, I think it was? Oh, I was at the SLP uh, science conference in uh, St. Clement Dems. Oh, STEM learning. That's right, yeah, because I think on that day, nationally, they had quite a lot of their SLP conferences. Mm. So we all were invited. So we went out, went to those events and actually were proactively speaking to teachers about the curriculum and also our Oxford Revised series that mm. everyone who came to our stand was saying, yeah, we've got them, we've got yeah. them. So it, it was great actually to get yeah. out to the event and get feedback. Gillian is saying, try me again, please. Gillian. Hi. <laughs> yes, I can hear you. Um, we can hear you. Yes, um, a little bit faint. I've no idea why. Um, I'm so sorry about that. That's okay. Listeners, can you hear Gillian? Listeners, if you can text him for me. I can hear you okay. Prem, can you hear her? I can actually, it's faint, but I yeah. can hear her, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Gillian, I'm gonna need you to speak with your teacher voice for me <laughs> um, for the rest of the show. <laughs> um, I can do that, that's easy. <laughs> yes, I'm sure, you know, it's the, it's the day job, literally. Um, so te yeah. listeners have texted in saying, we can hear you, still faint, but a little bit better than before. So Gillian, I know we were talking about um, how whether your students knew if they were part of a trial or not but how different is this trial or how different has it been to how you would normally teach um the the year group or the cohort of students that were taking part so um hopefully this is loud enough and excuse my teacher voice for for everybody yeah i'm massively um what's the word that we say i'm um projecting yes but, projection uh, is good basic, yeah projection projection but in terms of basic content exactly the same because that's one of the things i adore about activate i've been using it since 2014 when mm. um, sort of they kind of got into that new um key stage three curriculum back back mm. then but in so content exactly the same what you can see is um, the the differences are in the the updated resources. Yeah. So, for example, um, some of the things that pop into mind are the the planning and the thought process that has gone into the investigations. So, for example, with something like um, diffusion, diffusion mm -hmm. used to be a cube of agar with dye in it, and that meant nothing to the to the students it was like a lump of jelly and you know color was kind of coming out of it yeah but nowadays um with the with the new smart it's actually brewing a cup of tea oh i just got so excited so apart from the fact that my classroom my lab smelt amazing <laughs> um it was you could just you could see the thought processes it was something that they see on a daily basis yeah and it led to sort of massive links to 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 physics to chemistry it was just absolutely brilliant yeah it was mm -hmm. just so many logical questions even down to what actually at what temperature does a kettle actually boil yeah even just just all of those little little things um and so what we're seeing is that our students they're they're linking now they're learning 
to just normal everyday life stuff. And mm -hmm. another example would be what pops to mind, oxidation. You know, it's a huge word. Kids almost take a step back and they kind of go, oh gosh, yeah, not sure, don't think I like that word. Mm. With oxidation, um, they instantly, with, with they were like, oh, bike, chain, rust, mm. you know, they, they, all of those links were, were put, into, um, put into place. And we're seeing just a massive amount of animation that wasn't necessarily there before. And kind of what we put it down to is all of the lessons start with something that's called reactivate. So it's three very simple questions. Mm. Um, and I tend to do it as a think, pair, share. So I'll give them, depending on the questions, I'll give them maybe 20, 30 seconds to think. Then they pair and then they share. With the sharing, I'll tend to either target, based on what I'm observing in the, in the room, I'll either target whom I want to answer or I'll allow a, a hands up and sort of go from go from there. Yeah. Um, but because it's called reactivate, they know they should know the answers. Yeah. And so they instantly want to talk to each other, you know, and just sort of, yes, I know what I'm talking about. It gives them a, a confidence that may not have been there previously. Um, and what we've also seen is how quickly and easily it highlights misconceptions. Mm. So the other day, um, I just started um, Acids and Alkalis, and straight away, the, the classic, you know, sort of what are acids, what are alkalis examples, and stomach acids, you know, they're so proud to say, oh, there's acid in our tummies, yeah, all of that kind of stuff. But instantly, they'll tell you that the acid digests their food, and so it's so quick to be able to pull in, ooh, actually, yeah, does the acid digest your food or is there something else involved mm. that can link it to what they're going to learn in year eight? So it's just this whole leading into, you know, from what we've done previously to what we're going to, to what we're going to do. And I just, I just love that. I love yeah. seeing these, the, the highlights. Um, and what I found with the reactivate as well is um, children that tend to be a lot quieter will are they're more ready to get their hands up and to get involved and to to sort of get their thought processes out there in the open, which is just brilliant. I this is a little bit off topic. I'm going to come back to everything you said, but it's just when you said about the tea and your lab smelling brilliant, I've been doing caffeine extractions with my year 13s and literally my lab has been smelling like coffee for the last two days. Happy days. Yeah, it actually smelled really good. And I was sitting at the desk um, after they were finishing up and I'm like, why does it smell like, where's my coffee? And I keep remembering, actually, it's nothing to do with me. It's, it's their yeah. practical work. Um, but I love the idea of the react or the concept of reactivate. Um, and I guess mm. the play on words of activate their resources, but also retrieval is just really interesting. Yes. And, and I can see just from every, or here just from everything that you've said about um how important that process has been in in i guess trialing this smart curriculum and are you seeing a difference in your students do you think in terms of their learning in terms of their understanding in terms of their engagement everything mm. 
Yeah, and it's such a simple concept. Like, you mm. literally would not think that just putting three simple questions mm. on the board, you know, we tend to be, when we're sort of doing our starters, um, you, I don't think in the length of time that I've been teaching that I would have considered three questions to be good enough as a starter. Mm. But actually, it's absolutely incredible. You know, just to see how it brings, as I said, it it gives them a confidence that, oh, I know this. I can talk about it. And it's it just it just goes from it goes from there. And then they're involved for the whole lesson. Yeah. And I would assume they just get better and better at it over time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Know, it's become habit now. It's sort of, you know, sort of the 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 title, the keywords, the reactivate. And mm. so it also then brings that into the lesson that it's it's that um you know how you start what you're doing they they know what is going to happen mm. um, every time they every time they walk in so it's brilliant amazing um I I mean it really excites me I sent I've sent the show to um our key stage three coordinator and hopefully you know this it sort of whets their appetite even more. So we'll see how that goes. But I yes. I was asking Prem whilst um, uh, we were waiting for you, what her, have her highlights been in terms of working with the pioneers? But I guess as a pioneer school yourself, what have been your highlights? Um, 100% that I actually feel like I'm personally contributing to how Key Stage 3 is, uh, science is taught. Mm. So it's it's just it's just so nice being asked, you know, what does and doesn't um doesn't work. And then, you know, there's the added truth that I'm seeing some of my ideas appearing within mm. the um within the, the smart curriculum. So simple things like com those common misconceptions being highlighted in the, the teacher's handbook, seeing key stage two to key stage four links, because that's massive for me. And, yeah, you know, knowing what their previous learning was, and then being able to tell them all the time what they're going to be learning, um, you know, in year eight or the year seven or up into into um GCSEs at key stage key stage four, um, also even something as simple as their um lesson um planner. Mm. So that they're going to to introduce that as a PowerPoint, so that teachers are able to adapt the lesson planner to their school style of teaching and how schools like um lessons to be to be int introduced, um even down to you know being able to work on the mark book and what's useful for teachers yeah. within the classroom, what's going to make our lives um so much so much easier. And again, it's back to that reactivate, you know, how how powerful something as simple as that can be in terms of people people engagement. So it's 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 just been a treat to be to be asked. Yeah. You know, sort of what works, what doesn't, and have you got any ideas? Yeah, and it's it's being part of that feedback cycle, isn't it, is yeah. is been instrumental to seeing the development of the smart curriculum. I've just been texted in by Tom. He said, can Gillian hang up and call back in to try and repair audio level? So I think, although I can hear you, Gillian, I think it might be dropping off a little bit for um, listeners. Okay, I'll try again. 
Would that be okay? Yeah. Yeah. And whilst Julian's doing that, I am going to go to our second ad break and news for the evening. Of course, this is the late show. We finish at 9pm. It is almost 8.30. I'll be right back after this. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.weatherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development, every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. SteveWoods.co.uk for educational support in IT and computer science. Coming up, I'm delivering a number of courses. Learn to program in Python is a free one-hour course designed to start you on your way into Python coding. Everything works in a browser, so there's nothing to install beforehand. Join me remotely to learn the basics on Wednesday the 8th of June, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Visit SteveWoods.co.uk to start your journey. Are you a state school teacher in England? Why not be a hero this half-term and join me for two days and receive up to 1360 £60 in bursary. Terms and conditions apply. Find out more at stevewoods.co.uk. Here at Witherslack Group, we are celebrating the launch of our new Luxborough Court School in Chigwell, Essex, with a very special one-day autism conference titled Enabling Inspirational Education. Taking place on Wednesday the 29th of June from 10am at Luxborough Court School, our event is dedicated to providing practical advice to education professionals working with neurodiverse children and young people. The event is free to attend and presentations on the day will focus on creating cultures of aspiration and excellence, supporting the emotional well-being of pupils, autism-friendly classrooms and managing challenging behaviour. So, whether you're looking to add to your extensive understanding or are new to SEN and wanting to build your knowledge, our conference will offer an amazing opportunity to engage with experts and network with colleagues from across the sector. Don't miss your chance to claim your free ticket and we hope you can join us for what's sure to be a fantastic day. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash events to register or contact events at witherslackgroup.co.uk for more information. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. In England, the Education Secretary, Nadim Sahawi, has written about his determination that all pupils should get a world-leading music education in her schools. 
He said, Music is one of the greatest joys in life. Whether you prefer to listen through your headphones to help you concentrate in the gym, or you spend your weekends discovering hidden gems at loud underground gigs, music has a transformative ability to bring people together. This country has a rich musical culture. Paul McCartney is headlining Glastonbury this weekend and the Rolling Stones are playing Hyde Park, 60 years after their first gig. These icons continue to thrill us all and the Glastonbury lineup is full of incredible young British talent. I am, I am determined to uphold that by investing in music education for the next generation. It is vital that all children have access to these opportunities to ensure that music education is not reserved for the privileged few. To enable this, I am continuing our Music Hubs programme worth £79 million per year so schools can continue to access local specialist support to deliver exciting music lessons that help all children develop a love of music. There is an additional £25 million to boost stocks of musical instruments. It has been widely reported that Prince Charles has called for the history of trafficking by slave traders of African people to be taught as widely as the Holocaust in Britain. The Prince of Wales told Commonwealth leaders that the potential of the family of nations for good cannot be realised until we acknowledge the wrongs which have shaped our past. Prince Charles described how he was on a personal journey of discovery and was continuing to deepen his own understanding of slavery's enduring impact. A royal source told the Sunday Telegraph that Charles had noted that at a national level, we know and learn at school all about the Holocaust. That is not true of the transatlantic slave trade. The source continued, adding, there's an acknowledgement that it needs to happen. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. Live from London, this is The Late Show with Genevieve Bent on Teachers Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome back to The Late Show with me, Genevieve Bent. It is Friday evening. I've got about half an hour until the end of the show and I'm here on a very special show with special guests Prem Hirani and Gillian Musgrave who are here to talk about the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. Now, for anyone who wasn't aware, this is the third show that I'm talking about the Oxford Smart Curriculum. I'm really excited to be a part of this show, really excited to talk a little bit more um, or a lot more about the Oxford Smart Curriculum. And hopefully for anyone who's listening or listening back, this is an informative and enjoyable show. Um, before I get back into our conversation, of course, you can connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at TT Radio 2022. Um, you can follow the hashtag TT Radio or you can connect with me personally at Vive Right. Um, but of course, you can join in the live conversation by texting in and letting us know your thoughts. And for anyone who is interested in calling in, possibly, 
you could win a mug. So that's always up for grabs. Um, Gillian, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Listeners, I hope you can hear Gillian. Sounds clear enough to me. Prem, can you hear Gillian? Yeah, I can hear her. Good. (laughs) Perfect. Um, Can I just put a... (laughs) I'm just going to also put, because we can hear her. <laughs> Love it. So, um, thank you for persevering this evening. I know it's getting late and it is sunny outside. I'm sure we all want to um, enjoy the last bit of the um, summery, sunny evening. But, you know, we talked about what some of your highlights have been. Gillian, just before the ad break and the news, um, in working as a pioneer school for the Oxford Smart. Now, do you personally, would you recommend this? Well, you personally, and you as a Key Stage Free Science coordinator, of course, um, would you recommend a trial like this to other schools and other departments, do you think? 100%. Absolutely, yeah. Um, there's, there's, no, there's no question asked, not only for science teachers, because it's taught me, I've been teaching for 20 years, mm. um, and it's taught me a few things that just had never occurred to me. Um, but a lot of departments now probably have non-specialist teaching science, mm. and not only do you have access to their resources, you know, everything that is in the, the teacher's handbook, all of their actual, you know, resources for each of the the lessons, the lesson planner, their CPD and research is outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of things like finally properly understanding what metacognition is, what cognitive learning is, um, all of those things, it's all there. You know, I've sat down, I've watched the videos, I've listened to the the podcasts. Um, I've read the papers. It's it's brilliant. So yes, yes, yes. Yeah. If you want, you know, to buy into a resource, buy into buy into the smart activity. Mm. Um, you just you very simply couldn't ask for more. And it's interesting that you talked about the fact that a lot of science teachers um, aren't teaching within their specialisms only. We know about the shortage of science teachers anyway, but particularly when it comes to physics, um, of course, they're you know the the shortage is is vast compared to the other sciences particularly biology and fabio for anyone who is on twitter fabio de salvo physics teacher founder of chat physics he had actually tweeted i'll read the tweet out it said more science teachers would remain in teaching if they only had to teach their specialism or get to choose which sciences they teach requiring a science teacher to teach all three sciences to gcse level is an unfair expectation Um, Now, a lot of people agreed um, and he had lots and lots of responses and hundreds of likes. Um, But I think that where, you know, based on what you're saying, the smart curriculum is providing all of this CPD to teachers who may not be confident in teaching particular aspects of the curriculum, because there are all parts that, you know, are our strongest and parts that maybe aren't our preferred areas. But you'd say that the CPD has been excellent. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. You go into their um, resources tab and then go into the CPD and research. Mm, mm. And, you you know, you've got the the introduction, which includes the all of those pillars that we were, we were mm. talking about. Then you've got their, re, uh, their research library, which is, you know, 
lots and lots and lots of papers. There's voice ed stuff in there. Mm. There's how to to implement various different things. Um, and you've got the research um, library, which again links back into um, those six pillars and how to how to bring them into the classroom. Mm. So it's kind of a double a double whammy. It's not just um, how to teach a lesson, but then it's bringing in how you can make that lesson better and how mm -hmm. you can, how you can you know increase the understanding, increase the 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 confidence of your students yeah you know, in how to be uh how to be a learner um and it, it will give teachers the confidence so i'm personally i'm not very good my brain doesn't work with mind maps it's just who i am i like mm. lines mm. but you know having that guidance there to teach me how to teach mind maps for my students for whom it does work yeah and I guess that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's about, you know, growing the confidence of our students, allowing them to be more autonomous in their learning um, and developing, you know, confident, um, in our case, scientists. Yeah, yeah. And, and seeing, as I said earlier, seeing that science is not old, that it's new and it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> so, and it's yeah. constantly evolving. Yeah. Yeah. Um. For anyone who is listening and wasn't, you know, wasn't in the live studio earlier in the show, we are talking about the Oxford Smart Curriculum and, and Gillian mentioned pillars um, and Prem had highlighted some of those earlier, but they're sort of the pillars that underpin the curriculum um, and you know, one of them being about metacognition and metacognitive learning. So learners really taking responsibility for um, their own learning and learning how to learn and of course the awe and wonder and this you know this particular conversation is has sparked lots of um familiarity because i spoke about the year six induction earlier and we did chemistry and the whole awe and wonder pillar aspect of the smart curriculum was was present in um in today's lesson where i'd done some um copper salts in you know typical flame tests and the whole wow um, and there was a huge gasp in the room of year sixes. And it's all of it. I guess that's what the smart curriculum is designed to do is it's about the learning. It's about inspiring young people and it's about providing that, that support to teachers. And I know I'm saying all this. I'm not part of the Pioneer School, but of course, um, we're here to talk about that. And I think Gillian's um, explaining that amazingly. Um, so Gillian. I know you've sort of touched on it a little bit already, but what have you personally taken from the experience? Like I said, it's 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 knowing that I'm actually involved, mm. knowing that my ideas are being being listened to. Like I've absolutely loved; they've all been by Zoom. Mm. But I've loved just actually been able to. Prem and I met each other a long, long, long time ago, mm. but to be actually be able to to meet the people who are putting smart into into place and mm. knowing it's not just them asking me questions but actually seeing my input so every time there's an update i'm like oh i talked about that <laughs> it's, it's it's it is literally that it's, mm. it's like yeah i did that and just seeing sort of that 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 teachers you know we are listened to and that that oup knows 
things. Yeah. People who stand up and deliver the content. Yeah. Um, and that that's been massive for me. That's been just such a treat and just um I've just thoroughly enjoyed being able to talk to them. And even down to, you know, as I said, even something as simple as what makes a youthful Marco? Mm. Think that. But mm. actually, you know, sort of sitting down with the guys again via Zoom and just chatting to them about, well, this works and that doesn't work. And I'd love to see this if possible. And again, seeing all of that stuff actually appear over the, the year has been absolutely yeah. outstanding. I can imagine. Yeah, I can. I can imagine how special it is to be part of something that's in its grassroots stage and just seeing that grow and grow and seeing the impact that you've had along the way because of your feedback and your implementation as well as a teacher. Yeah, and I just, um, yeah, it's just, it's just been a treat. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm very jealous, by the way. I am. I've got to say so. Come and join. Okay, I'll be there on Monday, okay? Just expect me. Cool. See you later. <laughs> I do now you can't hide um <laughs> so uh, before I go to Prem I guess from a, a pioneer school point of view what's next for the pioneers so actually just been talking about Prem um with this um recently we're definitely moving on into year eight mm. and that's really exciting because you tend to find that once you've gotten over year seven Mm. Um, and you've managed to kind of embed a lot of those sort of working scientifically skills and those basic science um that that scientific understanding mm. i just can't wait i can't wait to see what the difference is going to make and i'm yeah. going to expand it to a few more a few more classes um and then what i want to do is i want to continue the trial um typical scientists you know i want to <laughs> sort of um sample size of so course continue the trial with year seven yes and as i said then move it into year eight and see the the differences to be able to mm. compare this year's year eight to next year's year eight and then this year's sort of year sevens mm. to um next year's year sevens yeah just just to get that data um is is kind of where i'm where i'm at I also feel that uh, even though I'm a massive advocate of the old activate, I'm looking forward to seeing how the, the new smart curriculum mm. fits into the GCSEs. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and, and how it builds on their understanding so that when we get them into year 9 and we get them into year 10, how has the impact of teaching it slightly slightly differently is that going to make a big impact when we get them into into thinking GCSE style rather than mm. like stage two style? Yeah, I can imagine. It's a really exciting journey to be a part of. Um, and on the first show that I did talking about Oxford Smart, um, one of our listeners, Woody, um, she is a head of science. Um, or head of faculty for science and she you know she talked about the importance of setting those uh, you know as as practitioners we know this but setting those expectations in the curriculum and how important it is at laying those foundations from year seven onwards so I can imagine how exciting it is to actually be able to not just carry on into year eight and see what that's like but starting it again with a whole other cohort and seeing that grow and evolve over time yeah it's 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 
and you know it's as you said it's something that we kind of do on automatic without even realizing mm. that, we're, that we're doing it mm. but another thing that i love about the new um smart textbooks is they do that for you mm. so you'll go into a chapter they'll introduce the chapter what you already know from key stage three so they've built it almost like they've done with their key stage four curriculum this is what you already know and then at the end of the chapter when they bring in the whole metacognitive thing they then also tell you this is what it's going to link to yeah yeah it's, it's you know it's it's that journey it's it's our children understanding you know i'm learning this because i learned dot 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 and i am going to learn dot 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 yeah and it's yeah it's just as I said, it's, it's, I'm, you know, it's, it's something I'm massively enjoying. Mm. Um, I can tell it just comes through in everything that you've said. Um, <laughs> and Prem, obviously, from, from your point of view and, and from being part of the OUP team, what is, what, what's next for the Pioneer Schools? Well, following on from what Gillian said, um, this year we focused a lot on the resources and adapting them working with the pioneers next year um we've got some pioneers staying on with us and we're going to be focusing on the assessment element our automated mm. next steps and coming back to what um julian was saying about supporting teachers um whether they're non-subject specialists whether they are ects whether they've been teaching a long time and will change the way they do things mm. um we've we've really um put a lot of work into the implementation of this curriculum because you know the eef recommendations on how to implement a comp uh, you know a curriculum recently that were published um have been really key that yes you can purchase a curriculum get the resources um start using them but if they're not implemented correctly the impact that we'll have on the teachers and the students ha ha can have a detrimental effect yeah. so the next um, from September onwards, the focus will be on that PD support that we give. Um, and some of it is live CPD. We do like term, we'll be doing live uh, termly CPD focuses that the, the topics for those have been, have come out of the focus groups that okay. we've done with the pioneers. Mm. So they've been involved in choosing the topics that they would like CPD on. Um, and also we've got um, CPD on the Caboodle um, platform. So how to use the pl platform this that the platform is huge there's loads of resources on there um, and ensuring that teachers can access pd about the plat platform in small bite-sized chunks as and when they're ready to use it yeah as well um and like jillian's mentioned we've already got the cpd and research hub on the caboodle platform where you can read up on all of the research that has gone um gone on behind the scenes to develop the curriculum so assessment implementation and also um some new things coming onto the smart activate caboodle will be uh data and insights functionality so next mm. year will be a, a big year in consolidating everything the pioneers have been working on with us i love that um i know i think the data was mentioned previous in uh, maybe in the last show but i know the data analytics is going to be really exciting for a lot of teachers because you know we're science teachers particularly um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we like data we like numbers we like analysis so um i can imagine that's quite an exciting phase for for teachers as well coming up 
absolutely so hopefully we'll pop by again on uh teacher talk radio once it progresses and absolutely maybe have, yeah and have the pioneers uh, give their perception of that um but alongside what we're doing as well is um we've got the oxford smart english curriculum so it's called quest so okay. we're recruiting trial schools for english um so they will be starting the trial in september mm. uh Fortunately, um, we're looking at having 10 schools. We've got nine, so there's only one slot left um, for that. So, yeah, if anyone wants to sign up, they can get in touch with us after this show. And um, we're looking for schools to test some of the maths resources that we're developing for the Oxford Smart Curriculum as well. I mean, the fact that you've got one place left on the English trial, it's obviously going like hotcakes. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely have to promote that um, again after the show. Um, and the math sounds really good as well. I, I, I always said, I mean, again, this is unrelated, but if I wasn't a science teacher, I'd probably become a maths teacher. And the fact that um, I'd go from the three GCSEs or three sciences to one maths might be, it might be still an incentive. Um, but, you know, we'll never know. We'll never, we'll see is what I'll say. Um, yeah, completely off topic. Um, so so <laughs> assessment, data, um, and sort of marrying that up and, and driving the next phase is sort of where the Pioneer Schools and the Pioneer Programme is heading next. Um, Prem, what can people do who want to find out more? Now, I mentioned it a little bit earlier in the show, but where do they go? What should they do? Where do they sign up? So what they can do is if they visit our uh, website, which is www.oxfordsecondary.com forward slash smart activate, they can complete the form to access the digital evaluation site. So that gives them a taster on what smart activate um, is about. And then if mm. they want to know more information, they can get in touch through a link on that website um, with their science consultant who will give them book a follow-up appointment with them and give them a full demo of the curriculum service that we're offering sounds really good um and yeah i'll be pointing teachers in your direction as well and any pioneer school any more spaces on your programs of course um i'm sure there'll be lots of teachers and departments waiting to sign up um prem and jillian it has been amazing having you on the show thank you so much for giving up your time this evening it's been absolute pleasure and thank you for having us it's been brilliant of course of course um if you would like to plug anything please do text it into the live studio so that listeners know exactly where to find you if you want to be found of course um, and any useful websites or links you can text those in as well thank you both um once again for joining me and prem hopefully i'll speak to you again soon yep ditto take care <laughs> have a great summer Thank you. Have a lovely summer. Thank you, Gillian. Happy Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday, yeah. Bye, both. Um, so that was Prem Hirani from the OUP team, Relationships Manager, and Gillian Musgrave, Key Century Science Coordinator, a part of the Pioneer Schools Programme. Hopefully everything that you've heard this evening has been interesting. It's, it's obviously, hopefully, I'm saying obviously, it has to me, but hopefully it's been an enjoyable conversation as well. And you've learned loads about what the Smart Curriculum Service um, is about and what the Pioneer Schools Programme has been about. And also seeing 
the implementation and the impact that it's having in the early stages um, before it's even, you know, readily available to everyone else. But it sounds like a really worthwhile um, buy-in, uh, worthwhile resource package um, and something that I think a lot of teachers, particularly in science, as Gillian had talked about, specialism would really benefit from. Um, Gillian has texted in saying thank you and Premisex in saying thanks everyone. Oh, and we've also got a new listener who's just joined the live studio, Caldog, um, who said hello from Glasgow. Hello, Caldog. Thank you for joining us this evening. Um, now, we've got about five minutes until the end of the show. Now, I know that people probably want to go off and watch Love Island. Um, I don't know if anyone in the live studio has been watching Love Island. I have, and you might see me tweeting about it um, from, you know, now and again. Um, but just hello to Kamisha, who has texted in. <laughs> um, Gillian is texting with some laughing emojis. I love a bit of Love Island. And yeah, tonight there's, I think it's going to be quite a juicy episode. Um Premise texted in the website Oxford Secondary slash Smart Activate. Um, so you can Google that, go sh head straight to the website and find out more. Book a slot with a consultant um, and, yeah, launch yourself into the world of Oxford Smart Curriculum. If you have been part of the conversation tonight um, or you've been following the conversation, you would have been on Twitter possibly um, with the OUP secondary team, myself, TT Radio 2022, um, or Vive Right, but you can certainly follow the hashtag Oxford Smart as well to see a number of tweets regarding, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just seeing Premise texted in again, regarding the Oxford Smart curriculum. Premise said, my daughter giggled as she watches it, you're already cool in her eyes. Hello to Prem's daughter, I hope that you are having a wonderful um, Friday evening as well. But it has been fantastic. It's been a really great conversation. Like I said, it was a trilogy of shows. So you can catch the first show on Podbean um, or on the website, ttradio.org. That was with Amy Hewish, STEM editor at Oxford University Press. Sorry, STEM head of STEM education at Oxford University Press. You can... Um, you may be able to see the second show floating on the Twitter sphere um, with Andy and Lamorna from the OUP. And of course, this third show, I'm not going to say final third show because you never know where um, this might go. But the third show um, discussing the Pioneer School programme with Prem and Gillian will be up on ttradio.org or Spotify after the show. Listeners, this is probably my last show before the summer holidays begins. And um, hopefully, um, if you've listened in or you're listening back, you are getting ready to um, start your summer holidays soon as well. I did refer to it as the wind up, wind down term, because although it's seen as a winding down term, it's literally not. OK, it's been a very stressful week, um, but hopefully you are gearing up to those summer holidays and you are getting ready for your well-deserved break at the end of the next few weeks. Um, so for me, from me, it is bye for now. I'll be back um, soon, 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 hopefully. Um, and we'll be looking forward to talking to you again through the airwaves on Teachers Talk Radio. Have a lovely rest of the evening enjoy the sun what's left of it um, and enjoy your weekend good night from me
You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.